0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Chivas del Norte podcast. My name is Varo, and with me tonight, a two-man pod once again. Luis, what's up, man?
1: Oh, man, you still have Rigo and, and, and Flo covering Tapatio still? <laughs> <my> stuff, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they're busy today. They're busy. I think one. I think Flo has, he says he's busy all day with family, and Rigo's busy watching the 49ers right now. Watching the 49ers be crashed? I don't know what the score is, but if like the problem with Rigo is like if you read the tweets, you would think they're losing, and then you look at the score and like they're winning. So the opposite I'm... of Chivas. Yeah. <laughs> so if I had to guess based off his tweets, the Forty ers are losing right now. But... Well, yeah,
0: they're actually up by three points. So... Yeah, and they're up by three points. <laughs> he has high expectations. <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, it's the same.
1: Maybe it's the same for all his teams. High expectations, but they just don't deliver. Hey, I'm the same way with Cheat man. Like, even though we came away, we're going to talk about it. These seven points, I'm not, like, the happiest with their performances. Yeah, there's a
0: lot to talk A lot to talk about. We had three games since the last time we recorded. Damn, uh, three games. On the last pod, we said we expected three to four points. We got seven. I really thought we were going to pick up two elves, at
1: least, but surprise and still mad yeah yeah you know, first of all let's just talk about the last episode because i know a lot of people like i know myself like the episode didn't load for me on the apple podcast and oh, i'm sure yeah. for a lot of people the podcast episode didn't load and i and i think the i think the the theory we came up with is because you named it negative vibes only and about a year ago in october <laughs> you had named another episode the exact same thing. yeah <laughs> so we we assume like there must have been some sort of mix-up with like the upload where it just didn't like for me, it never showed for me. Like we were looking for it. Some people it did show, for some people it didn't. But I just found that pretty funny that it's like a year, like it's just been a year of negative, negative vibes.
0: That Yeah, when I saw that, when you pointed that out, I was
1: like, oh shit, we've been negative about QS for the last year. Like, <laughs> it's not so bad. Yeah, but I think we talked about, I, I forgot how many points I was, I, I thought we were going to come away, I think, with like four points. Yeah. That's what I thought we came away with seven it's just weird man it's weird it's one of those things where like they the team as far as the outcomes is better than what you expect but when you look at the product on the field like i'm just not happy with it at all no just to recap the games we beat we beat Tigres 3-1
0: we tied queretaro 1-1 and we beat necaxa 2-1 um the Tigres game antuna scored macias scored and then um angulo scored but during that game, the other takeaways were uh, Briseño flopping like a seal on the field. And, oh uh, yeah, was, I forgot about that.
1: <laughs> and
0: uh, Briseño yelling at Ginaka, uh, me la pelas. <laughs> the
1: yeah,
0: Queretaro um, game, Macias scored. Toño was uh, catching chickens on the field. And then Macias misses a last-minute PK for the second game this season. And the Necaxa game gudinho has a mistake in the box to me that was a mistake he deflects the ball to the middle of the box as a goalie you're never supposed to do that the necaxa player is there to clean it up vega scored no antuna scored off a assist by Um, vega yeah and then vega had a 94th minute 93rd minute with 58 seconds goal that's gonna be important because i'm gonna talk about that clown that we hate but uh (laughs) Yeah, Vega Vegas, Vegas bails out Busatich and Chivas at the 93rd minute.
1: Yeah, no, it was, it was I mean, like I said, like, like it was a good win as far as like, or a good week as far as like our performances, like the way we came away. But, yo, one thing about the Tigres game that I noticed pretty early on, is I don't know if you noticed it. Um, I I felt like, you know, because they're Tigres, we just automatically assume that they're really, really good because they have Iñac and we just assume they're good. But th- this was like the first time I saw Tigres and. Like, they just didn't look like that did that, you know, you, you've come to know. Like, a lot of their play, their defense, their midfield, they look so much slower compared to ours. And we were just able to take advantage of it.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, shout out to Diego Reyes because he is garbage, bro. We beat him behind, like, so many times. He, he was, like, our MVP for real because
1: <laughs> he was so bad. Yeah, he was really bad. And Guido Pizarro, who's, I mean, we've known them. He's been a, a vital part of their team. He went on to Europe and came back. He looked like, to me, he looked like Jesus Molina on their side. Like, really slow, defending. He couldn't catch up to anybody as soon as they ran right by him. Um, so, that's why, like, I remember in that game, the one thing I wanted was for Busetich to be more aggressive with the speed and, and stuff like that. And he did. He brought, on, he brought on Angulo in the second half, and Angulo was able to kill the game with, with his speed.
0: Yeah, at, there was
1: only one, at one point where I was worried,
0: Um, right when Kinyak scored... Right before that, he had like gotten into like a little altercation with a uh, Chivas player. And at that point, I was like, if this guy gets mad, he might just come back and win the game for them. But uh, thankfully, he didn't. But yeah, Tigres didn't look like the Tigres were used to seeing. And I even watched their... I was so bored last night that I watched the uh, Tigres-Santos game. And Tigres barely beat Santos. Um, Acevedo, remember, against Chivas, he had a great performance, like goalie. Yeah, and um Thiedis's first goal was a a Gignac cross that he deflected into the goal for goal like it wasn't even a shot that a shot at goal that uh opened up the score for theidas and then they didn't break they didn't get the second one to like late in the game so you're saying these goalies aren't having the same type of
1: performances versus other teams hey I mean the stat there are <laughs> stacks out there that prove it <laughs> Hey, I will say the one thing from the thetas game that i I really liked is something that I've talked about before is like, the runs that Antuna seems to be making, like, it's more, like, direct down the middle. And the first goal comes off a long assist from Iramir. That was the first goal, right? Yep. Yeah, and he and he just makes that run, like, he starts off on the wing. He starts running down the middle. And, and it's almost like the center backs aren't even looking that way. They're, like, so focused on Macias in front of them that they don't even realize that someone's sneaking in behind them.
0: Yeah, you, you're, you've you you been talking about the runs that he's making down the middle for, like, the last two pods. And, yeah, we, show, we, we saw it in the
1: theaters game. then shouts out to what's-his-name too when when he came on and i think that's what helped him get the start yesterday for the saturday game was um vialpando with the pass he gave to uh angulo in the second half for the third goal yeah it's something that the team when when you have when you have those type of fast players you need the midfielders who are going to put those passes behind the defense so vialpando did a good job with that and it's something that he's known for too yeah that was a great ball from vialpando and um even in the first half, was it that game where
0: Beltrán actually had a really good pass to Antuna? He caught him like in stride, he dropped it right in front of him.
1: I don't remember to be honest. But Only I was remember surprised. Was Yeah. Fun.
0: But I remember I was surprised because we've we've been saying that Beltran's really not known to make those passes and when Villalpando eventually got the start over him, I kinda understood um Business's mindset in that in making that sub. But yeah, Beltrán can get can
1: learn how to make those passes He's, he'll be like a complete player yeah and that's like to me that's how I'm going to judge a lot of what Vucetich does is we know we have these good young a lot of good young players and it's can you develop that part of the game that they're missing uh, Beltran is really good with with the short passes and with the quick movement with the ball and he's really good like as moving the ball quickly but can you help him develop those long passes and that that's something that I think as a Chivas, where we just can't buy players from South America, we need coaches who can develop our own players. It's something that I want to see from Lucetich. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, we go into the next, um,
0: what was it, like, player controversy, I guess. We had a competition with uh, Toño and uh, Gudinho again. Because, you know, against Querétaro, Toño, I don't know what happened. You know, he caught, he caught the corner and then somehow fumbles it on his way down to the ground and... It just ends in a goal.
1: Yeah, like uh, and it's funny because I'm watching the football game right now. In football, they say it's like you take your your eyes off the ball, like yeah, you start thinking yeah. of what you're gonna do next. That you take your eyes off the ball and you forget about it. And it, that seems to me, I don't know when he when he had got his hands on it, he must have thought maybe I'm gonna run out and play quickly. I don't know what he was thinking, but that was that was a bad error. And I've been one of the people on here defending. Not so, not not so much defending Tonio because he's had a decent season, but I don't really trust Gudino either. I don't think he's the answer either. So, to me, it was never really like a a big thing. Let's that's benched but at that point when he made that mistake and it cost us, well, him and Macias cost us the game. It made I understood why he was going to get benched.
0: Yeah, now he's cost us uh, five points now. You know the the Luca mistake cost cost us a loss, and then. The Queretaro game, we were in the lead, and we end up tying the game. Him and Macias, they just they just worked together on these. <laughs> <I took> I'm fucking <laughs> us over. <laughs> yeah, Macias misses the PK again, you know, second time in the row. Well, not in the row.
1: Well, it was he... against the Luka also. Macias? End... Yeah, it was at the end of the game against the But at that point, I feel like we were down 2-0 no, when he missed. That wasn't the PK, though. It wasn't? No. Who do you miss the penalty against him. I thought it was
0: it was Santos. He misses the PK oh, okay. against Santos. At that point, it didn't matter, though, because you're right. We were down 2-0, I think, or 3-0 even. But I'm pretty sure it was against Santos, and he missed the PK. And then he does it again with uh, Querétaro. He gets nah, the PK I, block. I,
1: I, I definitely jinxed us this time. I definitely called it. Oh, we...
0: Is that the game where we all added uh, Amy on Twitter?
1: Yeah, yeah Amy, right? Amy cleared out the return of JJ Messias Is <laughs> that I forgot what she said, like inevitable or something like that. Yeah. And, I, and we, when Macias scores the first goal, we all added her talking mad crap. And then they call the pen. And then when they were reviewing the VAR, I tweeted out, "All we need now is for Macias to, is Macias to, is for VAR to call the penalty. Macias to take it and miss it. And then Amy jumps in our mentions again. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> I don't know what it is, man. I'm, there's got to be it's that pressure, man, of playing at US.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It was. I mean, the goalie blocked it. It's not like he completely missed the target. But yeah. Nah, but you gotta
1: a well placed a well placed ball. A goalie shouldn't stop it.
0: Yeah, but then you know we also see the mentality that Macias has after the game on Instagram. I don't know if you saw his post, but um, basically used the I think the Michael Jordan quote where he's like, you know, I miss I've missed X amount of shots, and you know I'm not I'm not gonna let it get to me, and I'm just gonna get better.
1: Yeah, and I think. I wanna say Orivo Peralta talked about that throughout the week also. Leading into the into the game on Saturday, he talked about that he has to have that type of mentality where he just forgets about it. There's gonna be misses and you just can't you can't live in it, dwell in those in those bad moments. Just forget about it. If he wants to have if he wants to be a Euro, a player that goes to Europe, you you can't live and dwell in those negative moments.
0: Yeah, I mean he hasn't scored since he missed that that PK, right? He didn't score in the
1: Axe game. That was uh, I Aduna mean, game. yeah, <laughs> yeah. But he didn't have the best performance. in that No, game he has not. And he and, and and I think we can say that for a couple of games this season, where he just looks out of it, or he just I don't know. He just doesn't look like he has it. You no, know, I talked about this on the last pod when I was like, I, I, I have a hot take. I don't wanna know if I want to say it that he's just not he's not ready to go to Europe, or or maybe he needs to go to Europe to start developing that next part of his game. Because I see a lot of flaws in his game. We see the striker. We know he's a striker. He can score goals, but at the same time, I feel like every other, almost every other aspect of his game, he he, he needs to improve.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I think we'll we'll get into like stats that we have on that a little bit later. But I just wanted to bring up the uh, the Villalpando starting over and Nene Beltran against Necaxa. Like I was saying, I said a little earlier, but when I saw that, I. I figured it was because, you know, he wants a player that can get, can drop passes in front of defenders and wingers, I mean, not attackers and uh, wingers, making the runs and drop it right right. in front of them, because we know Beltran isn't that kind of player, he doesn't, he can't make those passes yet, or we haven't seen him make those passes, so I understood that, and I know a lot of people on the timeline were, um, well, I took it
1: more, it was a short turnaround, that's what I, the way I took the the subs, because he took it on Tuna also, and I don't know why you would take Antuna out. Well, I he's, think he's clearly shown he's probably the best player we've had offensively.
0: I feel like he's rotating Antuna. and Angelo. Yeah. So that, well,
1: that wasn't a surprise to me. Well, there, there are also two of the kids that had COVID also yeah. we talked about and Beltran has talked about that, not fully recovering from it and still yeah. having some sort of effects from it. So I'm sure that, that went into it in a, in a perfect world. Like if, if, cause we can go in a little bit more into like some of the substitutions, like, if you ask me, I would love to see Beltran and Vialpando play together. Um, I think they could. I think that's you know, the way you have Beltran play, and then you put Vialpando, who can put put those long passes behind the defense. I think that's a, that's like a perfect combination you want to have in the midfield.
0: Yeah, I think I'd, I'd like to see that too. And then you know the other player that made a a, a start was a Gudino. Gudino was in for Tony Rodriguez after his mistake, and um, he didn't really instill so he, confidence in Chivas fans
1: nah he's asked to come on, we've talked <laughs> about this. He has low lights, and he just he he just wants to keep adding to them <laughs> <laughs> he's not he's not it like I don't understand why people like all right, you want to say bench Toño? fine, but then they're like so adamant about starting Gudino, and I don't understand why. Like, he had that one penalty against America he saved and, got, and basically got a national team call off of it. He's, but it's not he's like he's. He made a... good
0: saves, but it's not consistent enough for the people that are, like, demanding him to start. You know, it doesn't make sense. Right. And yeah, he was I fresh. He don't... was fresh off a mistake with the U20 team, too. Like, it was a. It looked like the mistake Tonio made against Toluca. So when people were demanding Goudinho, I was like, you guys, really. I didn't post it because I didn't want to be, like, negative, <laughs> super negative on the account, bro. Like,. Look at this I was gonna put like look at this mistake that Gudinha just made. Like he's not any better at this point. He's younger and you know that I guess that's what he has going. He can learn more, but I don't know. Our goalie situation right yeah, now I think,
1: sucks. Yeah, I think we're gonna have to look for a goalie in the in the offseason.
0: And then you know, we have Wacho on, on the bench too. I don't think they're gonna start him. Hell no. <laughs> and then, you know, the our prospect goalie also made a mistake with the U twenties um, donya Torres. No, with Tapatio. Oh, or with, yeah, with Tapatio, yeah. He made a mistake, yeah, too. Yeah, we have
1: on them. In the thing, it like... Similar to the Toño one mm-hmm. that he made during the week. Yeah. It was very similar where he caught it, and then, he like, he just lets go of it. Yep. So, it's like a little mini...
0: We talk about Chivas being able to develop goalkeepers all the time, and now we're, like, in a mini goalkeeper
1: crisis. Yeah. Well, we do... I don't know if that's the kid, but I know we did have... I'm hoping that's not the kid. The one who... Who played with the U17 national team? Uh, I, who's highly regarded? I, I hope it wasn't the kid at I
0: thought that was that's who it was, but I'm not I'm not 100 sure either. So I don't want to I don't want to kill the
1: kid and it's not him. <laughs> well, that kid, if it is, he's got to be at this point. He's got to be like 19 years old or so, 18, yeah. 19. So very young still. And goalies, I mean, goalies are goalies for is a position where they take time to develop and, and really master their craft, and then they. they can go on and play into their mid 30s usually
0: yeah look at Talavera Talavera's so having like a, great, a great yeah. season right now and I was looking at um at names floating around that Chivas could consider in the offseason and the three names that are coming up a lot are um Hugo Gonzalez the he used to be the America keeper I think he's at Monterrey now
1: yeah he's been at Monterrey for a while
0: yeah him and then there was also Cota who I forgot I think we can afford him now because his price went down and the third one was, really? uh, yeah, I think the third name that I saw rumored around was Hilal uh, Cala from Queretaro. So those are the three goalies that are rumored that Chivas could be looking at in the offseason. But I don't know. I, I wish we could just
1: develop. I wish we had just somebody ready to go. This sucks. I mean, I talk about this all the time. We should. That's something that Chivas should focus on constantly: developing players at every position. Like we can't be buying players, especially now. Like we spend a lot of money in the in. What off season was it? The previous off season. We spent a lot of money buying a lot of these players. Antuna cost a lot. Uh Chicote and Angulo cost a lot. Alexis Vega cost a lot. So we gotta start developing our own players. We can't we can't just rely on this.
0: Yeah, I wonder I wonder how involved Musateach is in um monitoring the progress of like the youth academies and stuff. I know remember when that was here, he made it like a big point to kinda work with them too. Keep an eye right. on everything. But with Busateach, who knows?
1: hey man i'm not the biggest fan of the way like chivas plays i hate how defensive we play yeah so at the very least i hope he's he's hands-on with the with the of basicas uh, i was gonna ask you what do you think about about the performances that jesus molina has had recently like i hate it man i hate him <laughs> i wish he didn't i wish he didn't start anymore i would want to like i just don't see the point in him starting as a defensive midfielder he's not good I tweeted this out. Like, I don't understand. Like, I could, I could understand if he was like an elite defensive midfielder where he's making an impact with his defense and recovery of the ball, but he's he's not. He's not that. He's average at best. And I'm like, why not just go with two pure center midfielders like um, Vialpando and Beltran and where they're gonna dominate possession, they're gonna hold the ball. At the very least, you can show them how to where to position themselves defensively. I'm sure Beltran can do it more than Vialpando. So I just don't see the point of Molina starting anymore. He's not he's not he's not good anymore. And he fucks up with the ball a lot. I just think he's essential
0: to what well, Boosette plan for the team is. Like he's like a key piece to any Booset Teach team, I think. So I don't think he's gonna go anywhere.
1: I think the position is essential. A defensive midfielder. I just don't think But he's we don't essential. have anybody, I think, that could do the job. But if you ask not me like better, what, I don't understand as, like, as, what a, job as efficiently. Doing. Yeah, but... All right, so he's doing... Say he does a, a a slightly better job than Beltran. He's slightly better than Beltran defensively. He's He then kills it with his offense because he makes so many, many many mistakes with the ball, with his passes. Going forward, yeah. That it almost neg- it negates what he does defensively. Any little bit of... Any little bit of improvement he has over Beltran defensively, he negates that with his offense. I and then all right so one actually not this just popped into my head because i
0: noticed it on friday yeah friday night when we played necaxa when they were all lined up to do the pledge of allegiance the not the pledge of allegiance the mexican national anthem (laughs) um molina's tall dude he's like really tall but that may that's another reason he might be in there because we need tall players on set pieces we're trash in
1: the air like I, like I talked about, what's his name, Guido Pizarro. Like defensively, he was just—it was really easily, really easy to get by him. And as a defensive midfielder, like that's a—that's an issue. But his ability to play with the ball, to play out the back, yeah, with his possession and his passes, then you understand why he plays. He's like a vital—he's like a playmaker, a deep playmaker. So you understand why he starts. But if if they if he wasn't that offensively, and they just have him there for his defensive qualities. He he wouldn't start. He'd be terrible. But
0: that's but yeah. But that's when Beltran picks up the slack for Molina. Like well, Beltran can play the ball out. I I just think he's an essential part to to Busa Teach team, and I think he provides stability. Like he's not gonna call co- I don't think he's gonna cost you a game. Probably won't win you a game either. But I, just, I feel like Avial Pando is. can cost you a game on defense, but he can also win you a game.
1: It's like a catch twenty two right see and that's where I think like it's what 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 would you want from your team it's like uh, Beltran like you said Villalpando can they might cost you a game defensively but they they might they're more likely to win you a game than than Molina will and it's like to me it's especially like I'll give you for an example what game was it when we had the red card early and early on was it the Necaxa game yeah we played basically like 60 minutes with a man a man up yeah and to me that's like what i noticed from the remainder of the first half after the red card was mcakso was not really a threat anymore they, they the red card was to one of their midfielders and they didn't even look to replace that position they had one striker and there was really no threat and i'm like if you can't trust your four center backs to, to defend that game and then go more offensively in the midfielder like what other that's like that was like the, that would have been the perfect opportunity to at least show that you're really you're you're willing to have like the right the right substitutions off the bench and it's like take out Molina bring in Beltran and now you have Beltran and Vialpando. like like I said Necaxa wasn't doing anything offensively they weren't they weren't a threat that would have been the perfect game to show that he's willing to at least do something different and I think he, honestly I think even the announcer said it at one point yeah I know he, he brought up that that combination
0: uh, I know Manuel Sol was really pissed about it that he did that it made no sense he said like you got to go go for the game because that I think they also got a red card in that game, right? Somebody uh, in Davis the Querétaro match? diego got a red match? card. Oh, okay. So I'm thinking, it was- but there's a Telemundo. The game was on Telemundo. That was the Querétaro game. And I know Manuel Sol was talking about the substitutions that they didn't make sense because he was going defensive and not going for the game.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, this game, he takes out Chicote for Ponce. And that to me, that made sense because Chicote had gotten, I mean, he got the nasty foul in the first half. Yeah where dude could have broke his freaking leg. And he was, he, he never, even coming after after halftime, he still seemed to like kind of hobble a little bit. So when he took out Chicota, that made sense. But then he took takes out um Chapo and puts in Gallito Vasquez. I was like, wait, I was like, what? That was like the first move that was confusing to me. And it was funny because I tweeted as a joke. I'm like, we all <laughs> yeah. want Beltran and, who was it, Beltran and Antuna to play. And he's probably going to put in Gallito and Oribe Peralta. And those two dudes did play. Yeah, we've been, you know, we gave
0: Ucentich credit for subs for his, like, first two games. And ever since then, it just went downhill. This um, man revived Oriva's uh, career. Ba- basically, he put him on the... All right, so I got... I have the subs here for the Queretaro match. Um, Chapo comes off at the half for Madueña, who... Bro, I had no idea Madueña was playing until he got subbed off. So Madueña played. Um, Gallito got subbed in for uh, Beltran. That was, what, the Querétaro game? Yeah, the Querétaro game. So Gallito went in for Beltran, and then Angulo went in for Antuna. At the 66 minute, the game tied 1-1. So right. you're taking out Beltran, who, again, could be because of COVID. We don't know. But, you know, you put in a defensive player like Gallito, and you take out Antuna or Angulo, At which, it, which it sub makes sense because it's basically a man-for-man. But then you sub out... Then he put in Peralta for Madueña. Madueña had, like, no impact on the game. And he put in Chofis for Molina. But it was at the 81st minute. They can't really do anything, you know. And that was 11 minutes after going up a man. Yeah, yeah. Queretaro
1: got a red card, too. Yeah, I, I was, like, I was pissed off, like, the whole week with, uh, like, how scared these co- coaches to make, like, the substitutions. Um, The Chapo, when he takes out Chapo Sanchez and the Queretaro game, Chap- Chapo was getting sort of... You we were sort of getting beat that game, but Madueña coming in, it made it worse. That's not, yeah. Madueña is not an improvement. Worse. Yeah, it wasn't an improvement. Like for, even if Chapo was getting killed, by bringing in Madueña, you made the, you now made the game worse. So I didn't like that at all. Chapo,
0: Chapo had a yellow though. I think that's what probably factored probably. into it. Probably. Because yeah, um, to end the first half, Chapo made like a great slide tackle, which yeah. could have, but because if he would have missed that though, that would have been a yellow and he would have been off. So I think that was the the mindset behind that one. But, yeah, is not an improvement over Chapo. Maduena is really bad.
1: And Gaito's not an improvement over anybody. <laughs> not, over anybody not on the team. roster. Maybe not Peralta. in 2020. Yeah, Maybe not Arriba in 2020. <laughs> That's true. But they're both pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. They're both. Like, Gaito's wa- He's washed. Like, really washed. He's, he should just retire now. Him, Oribe, should retire. Yeah. So, um, look, so, so,
0: Chivas against Queretaro went up a man at the 70th minute. And he didn't make substitutions until the eighty first. You put Chopin's in at the eighty first, and you put in Peralta at the eighty first. You could have gave them twenty minutes as opposed to just nine minutes. Yeah. So that 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 was terrible. And then the Necaxa... the Necaxa game, his subs pay off, but they still weren't good sub substitutions. I think
1: um, did they pay off? I mean Antuna I'm bringing Antuna, in Antuna paid off. Antuna, Antuna paid should off. be a starter. Yeah,
0: because he because he won the game for him. So right. Antuna came on for Angulo. Um... Chapo got subbed off for Gallito and Calderon got subbed in for, no, got subbed out for Ponce. Yeah. But at that point, we were up by a man already.
1: Yeah, like he should have made moves to start the
0: second half, like offensive moves. Yeah, there's no point in bringing in Gallito for Chapo. Like,
1: just leave him out there. Yeah, and I don't understand. Like, you have five substitutions you can use. That's like the perfect time. To go offensive, and then you still have enough subs to like. All right, let's now let's go defensive and hold on to the lead. You know. Yeah, I think the the Chapo substitution that he does that should have been Badrán
0: coming in, at the sixty fifth yeah, minute, I because I w- you're up a man. Like and Nick Axel wasn't really threatening, and when you do make those subs, they come and score on you.
1: Yeah, bro, it was so, immediate. Yeah, it was instant. Like, like I, I tweeted out, like I would have, I would have gone with the midfield of. Beltran and Villalpando to start the second half. Yep. Like next, like I said, Necaxo, there wasn't a threat, so you just rely on the back four to contain the to contain Necaxo's attack, and let, just let Beltran play a little bit deeper. But it's just a better offensive option than Molina was. I would have Antuna. He did. He did bring in Antuna. That was the right move. I at this point, like I don't I don't know. I Angulo. I don't know what's up with him, man. I was gonna say I don't know who's worse, him or Rizuela, but I think Angulo's doing worse than Rizuela right now. Bristol at least tries. Yeah, we have a
0: we have a fan question from brizuela so I'll I'll save it for then. But so let me we'll talk about the uh Ponce in for Calderon. You're, he did get hit and he you know you, you said he was um he Probably. looked a little shaky. So that makes sense too. Ponce coming in for Calderon. Um and then the move Peralta in for Molina at the 69th minute. Putting in Peralta basically evens out the
1: game at basically a 10 versus 10 one tronco poroto tronco offensively basically <laughs> offensively you not. it's not an improvement and if anything you lose out defensively
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's the wrong sub right Cause yeah it doesn't that, make sense that's again. a game that that's a sub that loses you the game offensively and defensively <laughs> like there's no positive to that sub molina at least won't lose. you know cost you a game defensively but offensively he doesn't contribute but but at the end i don't i don't know why he insists on Putting in Peralta.
1: It? It's almost yeah. like he keeps
0: forcing it. Like, I
1: don't get it either. And to by putting in Peralta, you're now playing with 10 men also. So from that point yeah, that's on, what it I'm saying. 10 10, yeah.
0: Basically, 10 v 10. V10. And then the 81st minute, he brings in Beltran for Villalpando, which is okay, I guess. Injury. It Just... was an injury,
1: though, that caused, that made him bring it in. Bring him on.
0: Oh, was it? I don't even
1: remember. Yeah, Villalpando, he had like some sort of hamstring injury. He oh, asked okay. for it. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I, I mean, I was so mad. So he wasn't <laughs> even going to bring Beltran No.
0: <laughs> and again, it was a 93rd-minute goal from uh, Vega that bailed us out.
1: Yeah, I, man, I just hate it, man. I just hate how we play. I just hate how defensive. I, and it, I can understand when the game starts, it's 11-on-11, 11 11, you want to play your style, that's fine. But the minute you have a red card and you have a one-man advantage, like, go for it, man. Like I said, that was the perfect game for him to do something completely different and go for it. And like I said, now that we have five subs, you can correct what the, some of the, the subs that you make. And he just doesn't. He just insists on putting Gallito and Oribe Peralta, and I don't understand why. Yeah. So
0: all the yeah. credit, all the credit we've been giving or we gave to Boosted Teach for his subs, we're taking it
1: all back because these last couple games they've made no sense. Bro, they've been ugly games too. This game was. And then the Kaxa game was ugly to watch. Yeah, I. The game was
0: ugly to watch. Yep. I usually don't don't watch like
1: I miss things in the
0: game because I'm making like gifts for the account and stuff. But that first yeah. happened in the Kaxa game. Like
1: I think I made a gif of a shot on target because it was that boring. I was like, <laughs> I was like, we the need the, something. The this game was better, and it's just because we were just that much faster than offensively.
0: Oh, that's something else. Um, our like our styles. Like, if we don't play a team that's gonna attack us, it almost feels like we have no hope of scoring
1: doesn't it seem, like I, I think I told this to Rigo on Twitter, doesn't it seem exactly like with Cardoso, exactly yep. with Tomas Boy, exactly with Tena. With Cardoso, remember when we started out the season decent, and we had the best defense in the league, but we couldn't really score. Yeah. And I, and with Tena, the same thing, and it's like, alright, defensively we're good, but sooner or later we know it. We're going to go up against a team that's going to score on us, and how are we going to react to it? And with Satich and his subs, don't give me that confidence. The same way Cardoso didn't the same way then I didn't give me that confidence that he's gonna make the right subs that are gonna make us adjust. Suggest- it seems to me that he just makes subs just to make them. He doesn't know what he's doing.
0: Yeah, if we go down say we go down two goals, I have no hope of coming back. Hell no. I'll probably just stop watching the game. But go down if Chibas goes down two nil in the game, I'm
1: I'm giving up. No, well this game wait, was this was this game the the Nagaxa game, we started off up, losing, right? They went up one nil, yeah. We got so lucky that we scored literally like right away. Yeah, we scored like two minutes later. Because if we don't score right away, and the game starts to play out, and the more pressure builds, I don't know, it would have been a way different ending. I mean, obviously it would have, because it wasn't that much. It was the second half already anyway. But it, like, shout, that was a big game. It was shouts out to Vega for that game, man. He could he went out and won that game for us, and Antuna too, man. The two two party boys. <laughs> you know, two people that people want to cancel.
0: I have a a stat. That uh, Antuna and Vega, they've been involved in seven out of the ten, ten goals for Chivas. Since that moment? No, well, the whole season. Oh, okay. So they've been involved in the seven out of the ten goals we've scored this season.
1: Well, I think since the suspension, they've, they've been involved in like five or six goals. Five yeah. or six goals.
0: Mm hmm. Because um, Antuna scores against Tigres, uh, Vega scores against Necaxa. At one point uh Vega assisted the, the goal against Nikaxa to Antuna. So they they're they're starting to build up a like a connection. Chemistry. Yeah, chemistry. Yeah. Oh, let's hope it continues, man. Let's just
1: keep drinking those Smirnoffs.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then, you know So Chivas now we sit at the time of you know at the time of us recording, Chivas is in fifth place. We're twelfth offensively and fourth defensively. I know and... there are there are fans that are starting to get pissed off they're like why are you guys mad we're in fifth place but if you watch the games it doesn't
1: feel like we're in fifth place he was like we're a bottom of the table team i don't know man like maybe i see people say that like people are like you should be happy i think i've even seen like a friend of the show hoeli talk about just the results the results and the results and maybe like i don't okay i care about the results but maybe i care too much maybe i care a lot more that I have higher expectations that it's not just about the results it's how they play because I'm not just a fan of Chivas I'm a fan of the national team also and what Chivas produces is going to help the national team as well so if Chivas is producing good young talent that's better for the national team and it's better and it's just better overall like we should we should expect a team that plays especially with the players that we have that plays better than the, what they're playing that doesn't sit back and counterattack that when they're losing they have no clue on how to attack like, we shouldn't just be content. with like, oh, well, we won by one goal. That's nothing. That's all right. We won. But overall, in the long run, it's going to hurt us. It's going to eventually hurt us. And we've talked about this with the previous coaches. Cool. We're winning the game. We're barely sliding by defensively. I mean, we're winning with defensive performances. But sooner or later, it's going to catch up to us. And we're not going to be able to react.
0: Yep. I completely agree. And, you know, this is an example we keep using. Chivas goes down 2-0. Are we going to come back? And this team that we've been watching will not won't come back. went 1-2-0
1: and you thought there were you well, for a moment everyone thought they were going to come back. Yep, um, America, I
0: just did it. America went down 2-0 against Puebla last week, I think, and they come back and win 3-2 in the second half.
1: Yeah.
0: I Chivas goes into a half 2-0 down, 2-0, I'm done. I'm not. That was I'm that not was having a hope.
1: CS. That was the day Messi was a penalty. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I saw cuz I don't know how, but now I follow like a bunch of America fans on my timeline. So before <laughs> I used to like legit not follow or not even know what America did, but now just because it's on the timeline, timeline I know. And yeah. I was like, oh, cool, America's gonna lose, and then I come back
1: and they won three two. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> yeah. So guys, stop, stop being, stop being content with these results. You got, you gotta want more. You
0: have to want more. And then, all right. So one more interesting thing about Chivas, um. The so and Bar and refereeing whatever, favoritism, whatever you want to call it, there might be some uh, legit claims. <laughs> <laughs> um an opposing player has been sent off in fifty percent of their matches this season. Um you know Nah, we, but some are legit. Some are, are some are legit, legit but you know, it happened against Santos, it happened against uh, San Luis, it happened Tigres. against Digas. Querétaro, Necaxa. It's happened three games in a row for us now.
1: I remember the Tigres one. It was a double yellow, and there were good calls. I don't remember that, the Querétaro one.
0: I, we didn't talk about that one, but I think that that was a bad call. You think there so? was there was contact in the box by um, Beltrán and uh, I forget the the Tigres player's name. I think Quiroga or something, but there wasn't. There was contact that it didn't. You know, it he shouldn't have got a yellow. It wasn't like a like an obvious dive, because there was contact. But... Wait,
1: now you have me questioning what, what, what he got a red card for. Well, he got, no. he got
0: he he got got booked earlier, and then he got the second yellow for the... The referee said he took a dive in the box, but if you, like, look at the replays, there was actually oh, nah, contact. Oh,
1: no, to me, that was a good call.
0: No, I there thought, was actual contact, dude.
1: Nah, I thought when Beltran... Go, I thought Beltran... I thought he just misses him when when the dudes and then the dude starts to dive in his and his like uh positioning like once he starts to dive is when it's the contact starts to happen but i do feel that Beltran slightly like misses him and it leads to the and then he, the dude just starts to dive i was i wasn't upset with that one yeah I the, the one i was, was I, don't, I don't think that was yellow dude the <laughs> one that i do think um was a clear obvious halt for Chivas was the penalty that Macías missed. against Carretaro. Yeah, I didn't see that too much of a penalty.
0: Yeah, even um, th- that, there was an interesting tweet from uh, Chapi Herrera that night because you know she's on the field and she was I think she was at that on that side of the field. Yeah, and um, I'm gonna read the tweet, it's in Spanish, so I hope I don't get I don't <laughs> butcher it. <laughs> so, Osvaldo's waiting, he hits free record right now. <laughs> Um, she said, uh, cuando el árbitro Galván decide marcar el penal sobre Macías, voltea el arquero Gil Alcála hacia donde estábamos mi compañero Mario Valdés y yo y dijo, esto pasa por ser Gallos Blancos. Finalmente el arquero desvió el penal, lo que se escucha en la cancha. So the goalie basically said, you know, this is this is what happens when you play for Gallos, you know, you don't get the call, the questionable calls always go against you. Yeah, no,
1: and I think I mean, that's if we're being realistic and honest question, about it, was it. A questionable call if we're being realistic and honest about it, I think that happens in every sport. Yeah. In every sport, the bigger team, the bigger name gets the calls their ways in basketball. Lakers are about to be in in the, in the championship games and people are going to complain that the Lakers are getting the calls and, and any sport, it's the same thing. So do I think the refs slightly favor Chivas and America? I think so. I think they're slightly biased towards them.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I mean, the Nikaxa game, there was a tackle that Chicote made that was similar to the one that he he was on the end of, where uh the Nikaxa player gets sent off. I think Chicote could have probably been sent off too, but he wasn't. Wait, which one? The Nikaxa game, you know, uh-huh. when Chicote got he got someone sent off because it was an obvious red card on him. But he also yeah, had yeah. a tackle later in the game. It was like what it was a it was a plancha, but it wasn't as like it didn't look as vicious as that one. But it was a
1: out like a stomp on the foot and cliques Cleans up but then it's funny because like for example that the red card on chicota the ref didn't call it that on the field he only gave a yellow yeah he VAR. he then goes to Var, oh, that's true. back and overturns it right right that's true and gives a red card so there you go this is a red card that he didn't call but VAR did
0: <laughs> but and then you know just to counter the fact that people keep saying chivas uh opponents get sent off chivas has a uh... Got in the red card in thirty percent of their matches this season. That's a lot. Yeah, three matches. Um, the first one was, I think, was a uh, Vega against Juarez when he slapped him guy in the face. Uh, it says we lost someone against Puebla. I don't remember who.
1: who. Oh, against Queretaro too. And then think... no, against Tigres. Oh, he Tigres, got sent off against awesome. Tigres. Oh, that was a to me that was like his way of uh, evening out the score yeah i didn't think that i didn't think he deserved to get sent off for that i <laughs> that remember was... what it was but i remember thinking i was like oh the fucking ref." oh yeah okay
0: so the puebla red card was the uh, lalo torres when he got sent off oh
1: like yeah yeah
0: yeah. yeah. but the, pon- the ponce thing was funny because uh oh it was funny because you guys were tweeting me that on my birthday he got sent off <laughs> 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 after i put all my faith in him and then he comes and gets a red card i'm trying to
1: look it up right now real quick let's
0: see but i i think that was a
1: that was a red, that was a legit red card oh i'm on it right now let's see once it gets there late because it was a double booking i think
0: so that's why he got sent off it's not because that was actually like a red card
1: play yeah it was a double booking uh they didn't oh they don't show it on the replay they don't show it like slow down to see if it was uh an actual yellow or not yeah but he, he got sent come- off
0: so, we've lost a player 3 three out of the 10 matches we've played, and our opponents have lost a player 5 out of the 10. So, I think that's almost that's almost even. Like, no
1: super clear favoritism. So, expect some red cards in the, in the Classical. That's
0: what I'm worried about. I mean, we can just jump right into the Classical preview yeah, now, but it's... I'm worried that there will be, like, a yellow or a red card situation where the referee's going to kind of keep the cards in his pocket because it's kind of like a trend right now. Our last three opponents have gotten red cards. I think the referee's not gonna wanna pull out red cards or even yellow cards on uh, Saturday against America.
1: I would say that's the case just usually, no. I feel like a classico with all all lies on the game. They probably tell the refs, hey, just be a little bit more lenient than usual. Yeah. If there was one game where they say it, I would assume this would be the game. Probably.
0: Unless you're you and take a chunk of uh Santos' Santos's <laughs> leg up. <laughs> Clean tackle. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we got America coming up, our next opponent saturday night at 10 o'clock eastern standard time um i watched america's game last night against Luca. uh viñas went off with an injury and i forget who their second player is hold on i actually wrote it down in the notes of my iphone because yeah roger so roger martinez also comes off hurt so then they might not have uh martinez or viñas their striker <laughs> and uh, shout out to uh our football podcast. Um, I know Adriana always talks about how América is always injured. Like they haven't had a full, a full healthy team since like 2018, the final they played or something like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So they're always struggling with injuries. And based off the way they played against the Luca last night, I think
1: you know it, it's going to be a pretty even match. Yeah, like you said, uh, I f- I also follow a couple of América fans, so I kind of see what they tweet during the game, and I think. This is one of those clasicos where both teams are pretty, or both fan bases pretty much feel about the same way about their team. Yeah, there's no confidence. Um, the one thing you would say is that it's a clasico, and every anything that's happened previously in the season, what doesn't matter. This game, you throw everything out the window. This is a this is its own separate game that's played different. It should be played different than every other one. So that's the one thing that me I'm slightly optimistic about it. And I, the one thing I will say is America america will probably be the attacking team and that should hopefully fall into what what it each wants
0: yeah I was, I was gonna say like remember i was saying the teams that attack us we kind of have a better chance against and i feel like yo is the kind of coach that always wants to be chiba so he's going to attack us and that'll leave leave them open to counterattacks, and their defense is not is not great they're uh Ranked 12th defensively, they uh they've allowed 15 goals. Offensively, they're first with 21. But our defense has been solid, so I'm kind of hoping we can keep them at bay.
1: Right. I think it's it's one of those games where our defenses and offenses like are pretty much the complete opposite. Yeah. Where their offense is better than ours. Our defense is a lot better than theirs. And I had that's the one thing I have seen. I know they lost. Uh, damn, I just looked it up. I think it was Bruno Valdez for the season. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so their defense is is questionable. I've also haven't seen people be the most confident in Ochoa recently either, except for um Ivan from Eagle Eye Podcast <laughs> every <laughs> week he seems to get into fight with fans <laughs> defending Ochoa. Uh so they're not the most confident about Ochoa either.
0: I can't I can't um, wait I to think... ask him about that on on Tuesday. We're going to we're going to be on the Eagle Eye podcast.
1: So Yeah, so I, I like I like I like this game for Chivas. Um, I think, it, like you said, I think it'll play into the hands of what Ch- uh, Wusatij wants to do. Piojo will look to it. He wants to beat Chivas really bad. Uh, I just hope, I, I just hope, all right, if he plays Villalpando or Beltran, I wouldn't be that upset. Beltran's played really decent. He's played well, decent. He's, well recently. The one that has to play for me is Antuna. You can't have him on the bench. Yeah. You need his speed on the field. I mean... Angulo's fast, or we think he's fast. But it's a night and day between him and Antuna. His speed, like I've always yep. talked about, his speed is different. It's a glaring difference when he's on the field.
0: I think Angulo has to be like a super sub. I don't think he should be starting.
1: Yeah, what about Beltran and Who would you give a start to?
0: Um, I wouldn't be mad at either one, but I think Busatich is going to go with Villalpando. Because he's going to want to capitalize on, on that speed, especially with um the struggles that America's defense is going through. I think yeah. Antuna, Macias, and Brizuela can make runs and if Villalpando can put the ball in front of them in stride, it's perfect counterattack
1: opportunities. Yeah, I think that's especially really between Nadamir with the passes he can give and 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 I think that's that, honestly that that that's probably the key to the game is is our counterattack abilities. Can we can we put those passes behind the defense? Because I have no I don't care who they have. I have no doubt that Antuna can beat whoever they have to get in behind them. Yeah. Um, let's do ideal lineup
0: and uh, at goalie. Who, who are you picking? You going Dono or Godinho?
1: I would I would close my eyes and flip a coin. I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> if, if people want Godinho, fine. Let's go with Godinho. But I'm not, like I said, I'm not confident in either one. Yeah, I don't I don't know who I pick. I would go with, honestly, Godinho because this is the game that put him on the map. Oh, that's true and so that there might be something there that he might maybe he'll play up to it again
0: all right yeah so all right good thing you then at defense I don't think anything's gonna change or actually chicote
1: calderón or ponce I, I hope it's chicote calderon I think you've even tweeted some gifts out of him having like some decent yeah he was like actually good depending defense. yep yeah I will say and i and I was I love him as a player and we talked about him being captain i I'm starting to notice like Chapito starting to lose a step. Not maybe not this season, but I think heading into the offseason, we gotta start looking at that position. Especially since we know Madoenia is not that it's not the replacement.
0: Yeah, we're gonna have to start looking soon. Midfield? Um let's see. Well, defense. Yeah, the rest of the defense is not gonna change. Um it's with and Chapito. Midfield, I'm gonna say Villalpando, Molina. Um
1: ooh, I'm gonna go with. I think he goes back to Beltran, Beltran and Molina. I would in my if you ask me what I would want, I would want Beltrán and Vialpando together. But I think he goes Beltran
0: and Molina. Alright. And then up top on the wings and striker. I think on the left we're gonna have Antuna, striker, Macias, uh behind them Vega, and then
1: Rizuela on the right. Yeah, I agree. I think that's that's the I think that's what he'll go with. And I don't again think he'll the shown shown anything
0: to like take that spot. Yeah, and um Vega and Vrisela will probably be switching wings all the time. Antuna. They're all they're all just gonna be switching the whole game. They, oh
1: yeah, yeah, I agree. I also like I still say I like I wish I would, I would love for us to play like in a four three three setup. I wouldn't even mind like if you were told me Beltran, Villalpando and Molina together. Yeah. And then across the top, Vega left, Macias down the middle and Antuna down the right. I wouldn't even be mad at that. Where and then, but and then, Vialpando fits into like that number ten role where he's the one putting the passes to Vega and and Antuna out wide. But I think we're gonna go with what you said though. And then, do you think Chopis
0: makes the bench for this game? He didn't make it against the and and uh, our friend Joey already the googled the uh, googled gastric. what uh, gastric problems mean. And by that definition, you know, it said that. It's because you drink or, 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 or you findings? eat like junk food or whatever. <laughs> his web MDC. I don't know, man.
1: <laughs> I'll be honest, like the trophy thing, like I, feel, like it's one of those things where you want to say he'd be stupid to like do anything wrong. Yeah, but, but knowing some <laughs> of these players, like they, they're not opposed to doing stupid shit over and over. <laughs> oh, but man, I would, uh... I'd want to hope that he just wasn't feeling well, and, and that's why he missed the game.
0: I mean, I sent that message in the group chat that uh, Chiba takes him so much that they even sold his little brother from the from the academy. They sent him off for like, an
1: expansion team or something. Maybe it was to what's called, though, so he can get some playing time. <laughs> <laughs> is going to need some playing time so.
0: uh, Yeah, I think he's ineligible for uh, Tapatio. That's why he hasn't been sent down there. You got to be, I don't know, you got to be a certain age.
1: He he, he barely misses out. I, I don't get it, man. Like, I could understand being upset with his fitness, I can understand. I don't know, like, when you put Peralta in the game, I have no, in my mind, I can't fathom why you don't put in trophies. That's my, like, that's yeah. where I struggle with it. Like, it'd be one thing if he doesn't play Peralta and Gallito, and he only plays, like, people in form, and then, all right, all right man, like, that's his thing, that's, I understand. But when you put those guys in, in my mind, I can no longer come up with a reasonable explanation as to why he doesn't put trophies in
0: yeah we'll see i hope he makes the bench i hope he plays but um definitely
1: not gonna start yeah no nah, he's not starting yeah man i just I, like i said like, i think he's one of those players that off the bench he can make those long through ball passes all right and the
0: last the last question for the Classico i know last week luis you said you brought up who would you rather have on chivas right now jj macias or alan pulido and we both agreed with pulido this week I want to ask you who would you rather have on Chivas, JJ Macias or, uh, Henry <laughs> <I'm just joking. laughs> or Henry Martin? Or <laughs> Henry I'll, Martin. Henry Martin has goal. uh, yeah. five goals on the season, and uh, Macias has, I believe, three.
1: Yeah, three goals on the season. Yeah. It's and you 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 have some stats. I don't know if you want to read the stats first. Yeah. Before we answer, let me pull up. Pull up. You can go numbers. through just some of them. You don't have to go through all of them.
0: Yeah, so like career-wise right now, Henry Martin has played 142 games and scored 31 goals. Uh, Macías has played 70 and scored 27. So Macías averages 39 goals a game, while uh, Henry Martin averages 22 goals a game. And you got to keep in mind that Macías is so much younger than than Henry Martin and has played almost half the amount of games that Harry yeah, Martin, Martin has played career wise. Yeah. So those those are like the big things to keep in keep in mind.
1: I will say I think Macias has probably started more, no? Macias has started more, yeah, I believe so. I feel like I feel like Martin is more especially since he got to America, he's been more of a, a bench player. Off the bench player. Yeah, career wise, Macias has played five
0: thousand forty seven minutes and Henry Martin has played seven thousand eight hundred and ninety eight. So about a three thousand minute difference. So he's more of a starter
1: than, than Martin. Yeah, especially the age, with the age difference. I'll say I'll say this. I think I think Henry Martin is more of a complete forward. Yeah. Uh, and it shows because here you have assists. He has nineteen assists in his career where Macias only has two. Which mm-hmm. is crazy to me. Um but I feel like I would want Macias because he's a more clinical finisher. It shows in the stats, but it also... We already have that more complete striker in Alexis Vega already. Alexis Vega, to me, is a way more complete player than than J.J. Macias is.
0: Yeah, I think he contributes more.
1: Yeah, he's he's the one who has a couple, like like, four assists on the season for us. So if you ask me who I would want, I'd want J.J. Macias. For the role that Chivas needs, I'd want J.J. Macias.
0: Yeah, I think Harry Martin is definitely an underrated Mexican striker. I know a lot of people don't give him credit, but if you look at his numbers, he does a decent job with what he gets. He puts up good numbers. Yeah, I'll, I'll still take J.J. myself
1: well, And it's funny because I mean this is something we can bring up to the to the Eagle Eye guys when we go on the podcast is to see what they really think about Henry Martin. To see if Do they consider him a starter or a key playmaker or whatnot? Well, I think he I'll starts be- for them now, but... I feel like it's we like... asked
0: them before too and they just don't <laughs> I feel like they don't even know how they feel about him. Yeah, I don't know I don't know. But yeah, I've I would, seen I I've
1: seen Ivan criticize Cordova. And Cordova is one of my favorite young players in Liga MX.
0: <laughs> yeah, Cordova didn't even start against Deluca, so I don't know if he's not a starter. Really? Yeah, he came on he came in as a sub in the second half against Deluca.
1: Oh, did they also have three games over, like in quick turnaround? Yeah, I Probably. believe everybody did.
0: Yeah. Right. Oh, and then we are we going to reference the Copa por Mexico game that they played? What was it? 4 3, right? It ended 4 3 or 3 2? But I don't really. Oh, I want
1: to say 4 3.
0: But I don't really like. I don't think we could take anything away from that. It wasn't. Nah. America wasn't in the form that they're in now. And Chivas looked kind of. Uh, I feel like we weren't even confident going to that game either, actually. Cause they had they had beat Mazaplan and then they struggled against, I forget who Tigres I think they lost to Tigres they beat Mazaplan, they beat Atlas, and then the America game, we won but I don't think we actually played better than them, from yeah, what so I remember.
1: Like, just a, I just did like a quick search of Cordoba's name on Twitter, mm-hmm. just to see like anything and it's just just some comments or El fútbol de Cordoba se murió, um su nivel está pésimo, every every game i i I see more critiques of cordova and with good reasoning he'll play one good game and then he'll disappear for a few and i feel like that's something that ivan has said i've seen him put on twitter also but i think he's a talented young kid and and just as someone who's a mexican i hope i hope he doesn't lose his spot on the team because i think he has a bright future not just in mexico but i think he has a future in europe as well
0: yeah from what i've watched and you know with the national team and then the few America highlights or whatever that I do watch. The kid the kid is good. He can play. And they want to send him over to Chivas for for Ponce. <laughs> Ponce. <Oribe. laughs> Let's make a deal right now. Ponce. Well, remember Oribe. earlier in the season there was a rumor that they wanted Chicote. But they could take Ponce. Or
1: oh, yeah. Cordova. Take... Ponce. <laughs> we'll give them Ponce. Oribe. They, they can get their striker back. We'll give them who else? if they need a defensive midfielder. Tonyo <laughs> Rodriguez in case in case Ochoa keeps fucking up. <laughs> um, damn, I feel like there's a couple more we can give. We can give him like a couple more. By the way, now in case you need a right back, <laughs> get all the bums off the team. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So score prediction for Chivas America.
1: Score prediction for Chivas America. Um, I'm gonna go and say. That Chivas wins the game three to one. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say that that preseason game. while we can't really take too much away from it. I think the one thing that we've seen is that their defense is not that good. Mm-hmm. I think Antuna and I just think Antuna and and Vega continue to be difference makers up top, and our defense holds up just enough. I don't. I don't worry about especially if if Vines is out. I don't yeah. worry about like players. I don't know. I don't know who else they have, but like uh, Henry Martin, while he might score, he's not a player that worries me. Giovanni Los Santos is not a player that I'm worried about. I hope he starts. He's also a sub. Yeah, I hope he starts. I so. hope. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, like I'm not really worried about their offense. In other years, I've been more worried about. See now, I can't remember which player worried me more. If it was Ibarwin – or Ibarra. Ibarra's the one that had the problem with his wife, right?
0: And yeah, like, he's, on that lo- he's on that last one. I can't one.
1: remember between him and Ibarra, which one was a more dangerous wing player. I want to say Ibarra. I don't and remember. not there anymore, but I've always worried about their wing players, and just to see, I, I just don't right now. Similar to, like, like the Thetis Yeah. Like, it's, it's not a team that scares me anymore, or uh, I'm not worried. I'm worried that it's a clásico and the players are going to play their best. And Giovanni, you never know, right? There's, you know, there's always that Giovanni has the talent somewhere inside of him. I don't, and I don't he know if he wants to pull it out. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere deep, deep inside of there, <laughs> that talent exists, and he might want to pull it out. But I hope not. So I, do, I think Chivas wins the game. I do think I, I, this is probably the most confident I've been in a classic in a long time. Damn, confident! Wow. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm gonna go Chivas two one. We're definitely not keeping a clean sheet because our goalie situation stinks right now. Um, they're okay. an offensive juggernaut, so they're probably they're pro- they'll par- they'll probably score one on us. But I think, like you said, Vega and Antuna are going to carry us throughout the season and and uh two
1: one Chivas. You said offensive juggernaut, but I think without Vinas, it's it's a big loss for them.
0: Yeah, I don't know where Vinas is on the on the but scoring table. He yeah, but hurt. he got hurt. Oh, yeah. But I, do, so, but I do
1: know he's like their 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 striker, though. Yeah, so Vina's,
0: Vina's got five, and Henry Martin has five. Yeah. So their strikers actually score, not like not like ours. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs>
0: Macias got three. <laughs> Macias got three. Antuna got two. Um, Angulo has two. Vega has one. And I believe Brisuela has our last goal when we played. Uh, I forget who we played, but it was that nice cut in the box that he... Chuked the
1: defender and put it past the goalie. Cool, Venezuela? Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That was yeah, nice. a goal. Oh, we didn't even talk about fucking Antuna's late game winner and that clown. We got to Vega. I mean Vega. Vega's late game winner. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah so before I we get off, we gotta address that.
0: Well, we got. Well, we got. We'll finish with Instagram questions, but yeah, let's just go back to that real quick. Um, Vega. I said it at the beginning of the pod. Scored at the ninety-third minute with fifty-eight seconds left because you know the clown, Alvaro Morales was me. doing was yeah he was calling the game and uh, when vegas scored that goal like he couldn't come up with any excuse and immediately just goes uh oh chivas wins with because they got 20 extra seconds 20 extra seconds chivas win because of 20 extra seconds and then you know he went on espn the Depor- the deportes or whatever shows they have and that was his excuse was like no that was his excuse again he's like the so he doubled down on it what do you mean doubled down he took like- it back no. no,
1: like, he, he kept reiterating oh, the Oh, yeah, same yeah. Thing. He kept reiterating it, yeah. Even though everyone tweeted him that it wasn't the case, he kept, he stayed with it.
0: Yeah, when one of his co-hosts told him it, he showed him the screenshot, he's like, well, that's the, he, he said something like, that's the clock that the fans see. You know, that's not the clock that the referee has on his hand. I was like, what the, like, uh, what dude, like, you clown, around, man. Bro. Like, shut the, fuck. One, <laughs> shut, he's shut a, up.
1: One, he's a fucking clown. <laughs> Two, like, Guys, don't no, like don't even get into it. Just 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 post the clown the picture of him with a cl- as a clown. Just post that and like that's it, keep it moving. There's no like especially he, he you know why he did it is because when Vega receives the ball, he goes like Chios is gonna lose. Yeah. They're running out. He's like, They're gonna lose, they're gonna drop points, they're losing they're running out of time, and then he scores right away. <laughs> and then he says it like as if he does as if he wasn't the one screaming goal for twenty seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Like my guy, you're the one screaming gold this long. But
0: played yeah, he's himself, a fucking
1: clown. Played himself. He's a fucking clown. He's always he played himself in the finals against Tigres. I remember he interviewed fucking Matias Almeida and talked about Tigres was the favorites and this and that. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna beat him. Blah blah blah. and He looked like a fucking clown then. He's still a clown now.
0: I remember Pizarro and uh, uh, what's his name? Pierro made fun of him at the in the post game celebrations. Oh
1: yeah, I remember. They said we were going to lose, that we were going to get Where is He's a fucking clown. He's one of those typical like they have him. That's what he's there to do. He's there to cause the controversy, to get people. He wants to get people riled up, to then get the eyes and the clicks on their videos and I'm stuff su- like that. I'm
0: surprised he's never caught hands. Like, like eventually was, he's going to run into a fan that's just going to see him and want to fight him.
1: You know, you know what's funny is though, I'll be honest. Like, I used to watch like a lot of like those football picantes and and all those like a lot of those after shows and Liga MX shows and yeah. a lot of that stuff is what turned me off and makes me no longer yeah. watch it and it's not just like on the side of chivas it, it'll be the same side on the side for america from like fight this on jose ramon it's like the only way they can get you to watch is by like clowning the big teams and and now they just like it's like a
0: yeah it's just like draw it's like a drama show now like they 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 like fight each other they like insult each other on tv like it's just like a a big production now it's not they don't even analyze the game anymore it's just It's like wrestling
1: yeah like i said i haven't watched like in a while in a while like i don't even know what the fuck they talk about anymore yeah i just
0: watched the i watched those specific clips because i wanted to see what his excuse was gonna be like why like i agree with him chivas didn't play well they did not look good and you know smart chivas fans are not saying oh we dominated that game and won." they see that we're not the product on the field is not great but he walked away with seven out of nine points in the week, and I guess some credit is due.
1: Yeah, you gotta give him some credit. I mean, he was brought. He was was well, the teacher was brought on to to give the results, right? And that's his job right now. Especially so so quick into the, his tenure is probably more focused on let's get the results, and maybe in the longer run have a plan of how the team was gonna play.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's go to Instagram questions. We'll wrap up the pod with this. Our first question is from at Groovy Flores. He says, uh, any changes to the lineup you would want to see for the next Clasico, for the Clasico next week? Uh, we talked about it,
1: but Beltran for Villalpando, Luis, you said, right? I said, but I wouldn't be mad at either one. To me, the only one that, well, besides Chicote has to start, I need I need Antuna on the field from the from the get-go. Yeah. I don't want to see, like, no rotation between Angolo and Antuna. Nah rotate Angulo and Brizuela. Well, Antuna needs to be on the field. For sure. And don't sub him out. I think... I don't know. Angulo's a super sub. He can come
0: in either for... He'll probably come in for Brizuela. But yeah, Antuna yeah. needs to be on the field with Vega.
1: The next question... Would uh, you Hold on. Would you bench... Honestly, it's not going to happen because there's been no sign of it. But would you bench... Would you put in Pollo Brizeno for Tiva? No. Um, you would keep it the way it is?
0: Yeah, I think early season critiques from to me, were kind of premature, and now he's played consistent, and you know the, those are those are dying down now. Since and I'm ha- so happy. I'm happy for it. With a
1: girl, <laughs>
0: <not>. <laughs> I'm I'm glad he's he's settled in, and you know he's
1: he's being he's playing much better. Yeah, we have we have a top I, four I, defense. I wish like it's, it does like a part of me. It bothers me that Boyer doesn't play because he's. I think he's so good. I think he's a really good center back. So it's hard it's hard to have him on, you know what i mean like it's just hard to like yeah. have him on the bench he I definitely wish gives it his all yeah 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 <laughs> flopping like a seal and everything <laughs> <laughs> it's legend man that's the thing we gotta that's gonna be like that's gonna be like his his statue like in the hall of fame <laughs> it's gonna be like him laying down on the ground with his head back
0: i mean that was the highlight of the of that week and then uh maria sanchez did it for the women's team but like much better and like efficiently so those unbelievable yeah. died down. <laughs>
1: I'm starting to enjoy those freaking watching the feminine team play. Yeah, they're fun. Each dude. game more and more. I, I listen to the podcast you do, with Melissa. Like each game more and more. It's like, how can you not like the way the team looks right now? Mm-hmm. I'm excited for the game tomorrow. Yeah, or today when if you guys are listening when this releases. Yeah, probably right now. Tonight,
0: yeah. tonight when you're listening to this. Okay. Yeah, I hope it's on only I haven't I haven't checked yet. We'll find a link. Yeah. All right. Next question we got from at the Brody. Do you think Molina should continue to start? To me, his he is inconsistent
1: passing the ball. Uh, we've talked about I, it. You guys know how I feel. I don't. I, I'll say it again. I, to me, he doesn't. He's not a defensive force enough to warrant to where like we can't try anything different. Like let's just try something different. You know what I mean? If he was Gallito in his prime when he was with us, and won the championships. Like, yeah. All right. You know what I understand. Mm-hmm. But To me, I would just want to try something different. Yeah, and I I don't think he's going anywhere. So nah, he's not going anywhere. Not that's another question. <laughs> is he, do I think? No, I do not. think. No. <laughs> I do not think a Mexican coach is going to play without a defensive midfielder. I don't see that. I've never, which I've never seen it. But then it's funny because I looked up, because I was thinking about making the same argument. I looked up Mexico versus Germany in the World Cup. Yeah, and we played that game with Guardado and Hector Herrera. As the two center mids that game. And it was like a game with no real defensive midfielder. And I know Guardado at one point in his career played like wing back. Mm-hmm. But still, like neither of them are true defensive midfielders. But because they're true center midfielders and and they have the work rate and they can fight for it and, and they have good ball position, they made it work. So we yeah. don't always have to have a defensive midfielder. Let's think outside the box.
0: But Busatici is also like 60-something, so... Yeah, he's not going to think outside the box. <laughs> he's This
1: motherfucker well put in Gallito and Molina together. Um, in a game that we needed to win.
0: <laughs> the Brody also had a follow-up question. He said, does Brizuela deserve to start? He's not having a great season. And I think that comes down to... Do we think Angulo should start over him? And honestly, I don't think so. You don't
1: think Angulo should start? Yeah, I don't think Angulo's not enough to start over Brizuela either. I would even I would I would even go as far as to say that Brisuela had better moments probably throughout the game. And
0: I feel like Brisuela was see, like dropped back like a left back in one of these games. I think like he was kind of playing game, like a left Chapito, back position.
1: Yeah. When Chapito came, when Chapito got subbed out for Gallito, I think I think it was Brisuela who dropped back. Yeah.
0: So you have that versatility too in him.
1: Yeah, I don't think, and I think like the way we talk about the way the players rotate, I think Brisuela is better oh, up the middle. Yeah than mm-hmm. angulo is i think angulo is like a, just a true wing player i think we talked about where Brizuela's is shifting as he's quicker like in, in tighter spaces he can shift better with the ball i think he's more made to play to be able to slide into that central role at times so yeah. i early on and early on like i talked about Brizuela just doesn't hasn't cut it for me i think if you ask me just between those two i would take Brizuela as a starter over angulo and just let Angulo be the super sub to either him or to Antuna late into the second. Do what he did against Tigres, come in and kill the game with his speed.
0: Yeah, that's what I, that's what I was about to say. Like Angulo the perfect super sub. Um, he's Angulo has two goals, Brizuela has one, um, but Angulo's goals have been, you know, uh, a result of his speed. The he had that goal assisted by Antuna. He made that run and he was by himself in the box. And then against Tigres, same thing. Miguel like, gave him a great ball. And he took advantage of, of it with his speed and scored. So it's not yeah. like it's not like Angulo's out there creating the plays himself and scoring goals. Other people are creating it for him, but he's capitalizing on it.
1: Right. And even if, like, for example, let's take that Tigres goal. That's a play that I can see Angulo make again over and over. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I can envision Brizuela making that same play. Just because in that moment, I feel like he would have been further back helping out on defense. Yep. That he wouldn't have been up there, and his speed wouldn't have gotten him that that up there that quickly, yeah,
0: and it was it was late in the game,
1: yeah you know you you want that
0: kind of burst late with like ten minutes left on the in the game to help you out, so yeah, I think Rizuela deserves to be starting over on gulo, and that's the only player I could see benching him. I don't think there's anybody else on the on the bench that could take
1: a spot, yeah, no, I agree, like I've always talked about a four three three. With Vega, but that's just not realistic. What with Trophy's not there as a yeah. number ten and and I don't think you would put Villpando, Beltran, and Molina together. I just that's just not realistic either. Alright.
0: And then the last question from at five seven three G R E underscore C. He says, What do you guys think Macias deal is? Why such bad form? We actually have stats on that too that I wanted to bring up.
1: So, oh yeah, bring in the, the touches. That was, that was an interesting stat. Yeah, so
0: we're assuming these are uh, touches or passes received in the box because if you look at the amount of possessions that Macias has per game, they definitely don't match up. But um, so at León, Macias would receive an average of 9.8 passes in the box per 90 minutes and the uh, expected goals for those passes at León were uh, 0.37. So he had a, a 37% like conversion expected rate. Mm-hmm. And then at Chivas, he receives 5.5 passes per 90 minutes in the box with a 10% conversion rate. So he's he would get the ball twice as much as he does at Chivas, which could be affecting his form because if you're not getting the ball, you're not shooting it. You know you can't you
1: can't score if you're not getting the ball. And Macias needs the ball, right? And how many times have we seen this season him take a shot from really far out? Yeah, from that outside almost the box. goes in. He's starting mm-hmm. to he's starting to become the Salcido of the team. <laughs> <laughs> not as bad, a, not <laughs> now nah, because he has scored some golosos. Nah, not yeah. as bad. I'm just joking, but he has taken some shots that have been really close from really far away. But I will say, and this this might be like we should probably invite Gadi um, onto the pod because we already played the right? Yeah, yeah. So we already so that would have been the perfect time to invite. We should probably invite her on at some point. So maybe where she can because I know she. She does like Chivas as well. She likes. I mean, she's a Leon fan, but she does watch Chivas and she likes Chivas. Yeah, maybe she can go into a little bit more detail about it. But I would also say the style of play that that he's had to play under mm-hmm. might be a, a a result of that. I I mean, at times I saw in the Necaxa game, I saw Vega have to drop almost what well, look like where a center defensive mid would drop to try and get the ball, and it would I, it would basically leave Macias like isolated up top and it's and it makes it really hard to play out that way if i had to guess that's that's a big that's a big part of it is who is the style of play and then it's also who do you have around you that's finding you inside the box i I don't know if we have some of the same players that that he had at leon around them yeah and definitely
0: like styles come come into play because leon you know they shoot they're like a shooting offense and Chivas kinda hasn't had a coach like that in, in a minute.
1: No, we're a sit back team now.
0: Yeah. So I think that, that that definitely influences Macia's
1: product productivity on the field. Yeah, I hope it it's 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 interesting. I hope it doesn't affect like his stock going over to Europe. Yeah, I keep I hearing that it, yeah, that's hope a hope done I, deal. Um, him to Real Sociedad? I think yeah, I, Carlos keeps mentioning yeah, it on was the broadcast. And I think he mentioned that, that it was a done deal. Or I heard him say it somewhere.
0: Yeah, I've heard him say on, on the broadcast that he's leaving in the winter in the winter transfer window. And it's basically a done deal that he's going to run Sociedad. But to me, the, I don't know, the move doesn't make sense. Like, why would you not just take him right now? I don't think Chivas right. has that much say where they're like, no, we're keeping him this season. Especially because these teams yeah. are like starting the season or in preseason mode.
1: Yeah, it's twofold because on the one hand, I think I heard him say that because the team is playing in a European competition. Oh yeah, they need they, the depth. that they would yeah. want the depth around that time. Mm-hmm. But you might get there and not qualify to the next round. Yeah. So wouldn't you want the depth to start the season to go play throughout the group stages? And yeah. there you have the. So I don't. I do Like if if I if if I was me and I'm social, that, I want him now. Let him let him be with us in the preseason. Let him start to get adjusted and comfortable. Like as far as rather than bring him in in the middle of the season, it's not uncommon though. It does happen. Yeah, but something to keep an eye on. I think I don't know. I think Macias is
0: gonna be okay. But yeah, yeah those, the, the two passes. the two PKs are are gonna be more him mentally about his mental strength than, than anything else.
1: Yeah, man. Like like I said, a I I, he has his little maybe lapses where he seems out of it, but then he has. I don't remember. Was it was against Tigres. I forgot who he scores the golazo, where he grabs the ball outside the box, goes by two players, and finishes with his left foot. Like, we don't have many players that can do that.
0: Yeah, that was uh, Vega that caught him at the top of the box, trying yeah. to go through. Yeah, that was against Tigres.
1: Yeah, that was similar to the Vega goal in the preseason against America. Mm hmm. I mean, in that case, it was a 1 2, but in this case, Masiaz just Mocias just takes on the two defenders by himself. Oh, wait. No, that, that goal you're talking about, Luis, that, that was against Querétaro. Yeah, I don't remember which game, but it's just a nice little... That just goes to show you, like, he can be out of it and and the team wasn't doing anything, and out of nowhere, he has this, like, brilliant play. Yep. So we'll see what happens. And that's what Macias can bring to the team.
0: Exactly. So we'll see what happens. Chivas, America, next Saturday night. Um, Oh, if you're interested in playing pro clubs, let us know. Because we're going to be playing the Eagle Eye guys on Friday night playstation yeah playstation yeah that's important so yeah just add us if you want if you want in on the on the cdn the pro clubs team i think they got tired of losing
1: 1v1 (laughs) (laughs) ivan has a bad record he's like you know what i can't beat any of them 1v1 let's just beat them in pro clubs (laughs) i
0: hope we get i hope and if if you do want to play at least like have played a couple of games because if you guys 80 rated we're gonna get washed yeah. No. No. That's, 80. What
1: happened, with, that's what happened with me against the Atlas guys.
0: Yeah. No. 80 rated. 80, no. 80 rated <laughs> players, guys. Because we're we're trying to win, not get washed. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. This has been another episode of the Chilean <laughs> Norte podcast. We will be back next week after the Clásico, hopefully it's with good news and yeah. hopefully everybody else is back. Hopefully, Flo and Rigor are back, happy yeah. talking about Chivas I'll YouTube also. Oh yes. Shout out to YouTube listenership. If you listen on YouTube. And yeah, we're out. Peace.